Hey everybody, welcome back to the Boss Up Podcast. I am so excited to be here today. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you guys for the grace and the time to be able to kind of step back, work on writing a book, getting a book deal, and getting that book into the world. Uh, It has been time well spent, and I so appreciate the love and support, even still on the podcast, even though I took such a long break. So I have got lots of good stuff coming up for you. I'm going to tell you all about it. Uh, Let's do a little intro here, and I cannot wait to get into these 10 philosophies with you. Hey guys, welcome to the Boss Up Podcast, a short, no BS podcast for all female business owners. I'm your host, Lindsay Teague Moreno. I'm an author, speaker, podcaster, entrepreneur, influencer, and truth teller. In each episode of the Boss Up Podcast, you will get under 20 minutes of content, and it's based on the principles and lessons I've learned in building startup businesses into multi-million dollar producing organizations. You can learn more about me, my business, and check out my book on building your social media following at www.lindsaytm.com. The link is in the description of each episode. Now, grab your pen, paper, a glass of wine, and get ready to boss up. All right, guys. So during this break that you guys so graciously gave me, uh, I did a lot of things. One of the most important is I went out and wrote a book proposal, got a book deal with W Publishing, which is a imprint of HarperCollins. And I wrote a book and that book will be out on August the 6th. It has been a really, really long process. I have learned a ton about the book publishing industry, and I've just been working my butt off to promote it as much as possible, get it in front of as many people as possible, because I think this book is going to change businesses. It is a book for women, and it's a business book for women specifically. There are a lot of business books. None of them are for women. (laughs) There are a lot of women do this that are written by men, which I think is crazy. Uh, Not that they're not smart, but they are not a woman. (laughs) There are a lot of business books for single women that don't take into account the fact that we all have kids at home, most of us at least. And there are a lot of business books that are fluffy stories that are not filled with any advice on how to get this done. And I didn't want to write that book. I wanted to write a book that had not been written before, and that's exactly what I did. (laughs) I'm so excited for you guys to get it. Um, It is called Boss Up, This Ain't Your Mama's Business Book, and it will be out August 6th everywhere that books are sold. Um, But there are a few different versions that I want to tell you about. There is an exclusive version with Barnes & Noble, and this one has a hand-annotated chapter in it where I actually went and hand-wrote notes around the chapter about what I was thinking as I wrote it or things that stand out to me. So if that sounds like it's interesting to you, that's at Barnes & Noble. There is an exclusive version with Target. And in this version, there is an extra chapter in the back that is 100 mom hacks. Uh, these mom hacks, some of them are funny, some of them are serious. Most of them are my experience, the things that I learned and how I parented my kids during the time I was really, really working very intensely to build my business. Um, and then I also pulled a lot of my followers to find their best hacks. And I put the best ones in there or the funniest ones that are in there for you. So I hope you'll go check that out. If you are a mom, Target is the place for you. If you are an audiobook person, Audible has an exclusive version that has side comments for me. It's got some portions of the manuscript that got cut on editing because I turned in a very long manuscript, which my publisher had a job of condensing into an amount of words that you would want to read. (laughs) Uh, My agent told me we kept the best words, and I think that's true. So if you would like some extra pieces of a couple of chapters, the Audible might be for you. 
Um, and then there's the Amazon or the, the version that you can get pretty much anywhere digitally or in a hard copy. And this version is the original version. This is the one that was meant to put out. The others have the extra stuff in it. But I think you might be able to get the Amazon version for the cheapest. Right now, I think it's 10 bucks off. I expect that that number will just keep going down as it becomes more popular, which is my hope. And so I hope that you will go out and grab it. What I've decided I'm going to do is to take some time to kind of condense each of the philosophies. So in this book, there are 10 philosophies. And these are the philosophies I believe you have to know, understand, use, memorize, implement into your business in order to create the kind of success that we want in our business. Whatever success looks like for you, there are some principles that you need to know. There are some philosophies that I believe are standard across any industry. And I feel like would be really important for you to know. So what I want to do is take some time and I want to do 10 different podcasts with 10 of the different philosophies. So I can kind of give you a sample of them. I want to wet your palate <laughs> a little bit. I want you to have a drink of wine and not the whole glass. If you want more information, I want you to go find the book, read it. It will entertain you. It's going to be funny. Um, it's also going to give you some really good concrete information. So I'm going to start with philosophy number one. And philosophy number one is really just to think long-term about your business, to um, think about your business in a way that allows you to see the future a little bit. It allows you to plan your future a little bit. A lot of people think that, you know, you start a business and then it kind of just grows legs on its own and it does its own thing and you kind of just follow where the business goes. And I'm here to tell you the opposite is true. You can create the plan for your business that shows you which direction you're going, where you're going, what you want long-term for your business, what you want long-term for your life, but you have to set the plan early. If you are a couple years into your business and you're like, oh crap, I didn't do that. That's okay. Now you know, when you know better, you do better, right? And now you can set that plan. But there are a couple of things that you need to do and know about thinking long-term about your business. And so I'm gonna go into those things now. So the first thing I want you to know is that if you have a spouse, <laughs> you need to be doing this work alongside them. It's still your business. I'm not saying you have to have take all of their advice, you have to do everything they want you to do, that this is their business or they're taking over. But if you've got a plan for your life where, hey, this is where I'd like to use our money, I feel like your spouse should be part of that conversation. Um, what I would hate is for you to get into your business and then tell your, tell your spouse, we're retiring, buying an RV and driving around the country, and then have your spouse do what my spouse would do to me if I said that, and then say, nah, bro, <laughs> not happening. I don't want any part of that. Okay, so for me, that sounds like an excellent retirement plan. For my husband, it sounds like torture. So make sure that you're communicating with them. Hey, this is kind of where I'd like to go. If you do that, the side bonus to that is that they're going to support you better. They're going to know how to get on board and be excited for you when you have to make the hard choice to not go to that party or to stay home during the day when, you know, you could be, you know, enrolling your kids in a sport, let's say. Um, I chose my business over my kids' sports over and over again, and I stand by that decision. <laughs> my dreams are as important as my kids, and if my kids are not, you know, they're not going to be Olympic runners, <laughs> then I think it's okay for me to make that choice. And I think it's okay for you to make that choice, which I realize not a lot of moms are saying, right? We have moms bending over backwards to give their kids what they want. I'm not about that life. <laughs> I'm here to make my dreams a priority and my kids' dreams a priority. So for me, that means that I have to say no to a lot of things that other parents say yes to. I say uh, no to a lot of things that other women would say yes to, especially in the beginning. So be willing to have a conversation with your spouse about it. 
The second thing I want you to know is that you need to figure out what your emotional connection is to the end goal of this thing. So for me, when I first started my first business, I just wanted to pay for my kids' Christian schooling in cash. Michael and I had agreed that we would put the kids in Christian school. It's something I got to do when I was younger, and I really loved the experience. I wanted to give that same experience to my kids. In order to do that, we needed a lot of cash. Now look, Michael was working at the time, and we could have made it work on his salary. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I didn't want to give up my vacations I didn't want to give up other things in order to make that happen. And so my first goal was to pay for my kids' school, and Michael was so on board with that. It was a group goal. So are you emotionally connected to where you're going or what you're going to use the dollars on? Because it's not about the dollars. It's not about like, oh, I made a million dollars this year. That's fine and great. What are you spending that million dollars on? I know plenty of people that haven't made a plan for their money, and so they blow it every single month. They haven't made a plan. I want you to make a plan for your money so that you don't fall into the trap and spend it on stuff you want now rather than the things that you want in the future. Maybe you need to save for something. That's okay. The next thing I want you to know is that you need to make a plan for your business to be number one in its market. I'm not talking about number two. I'm also not talking about taking down Target on day three. <laughs> I'm talking about understanding your competition, knowing who they are, where are they, what are they doing, who are they serving, um, what are people saying about them, how can you... Do something different than them that sets you apart while you have a similar product. So my best uh, analogy for this are like wooden sign makers. I don't know about you, but every time I go and speak at a women's conference, there's always at least a handful of wooden sign makers. And almost none of them can ever tell me what differentiates their product from the product down the street outside of, well, I use this kind of wood. Okay. Well, consumers, I don't think are understanding that this kind of wood is worth this much more money you would have to educate them. So how are you educating your customer on what sets you apart? What are you doing to making yourself number one in your market? The best, okay? The best. And the difference between number one and number two, as far as Google Analytics is, is a lot of followers. It's not a little number. It's a big number. So what is it that's setting you apart to make you different, okay? What is making your product better than the alternative that's out there. And that is based on what's quickest, what's cheapest, all of those things. How can you tell your customer why you're the best at what you do? Okay, number one. The next thing you need to know is who you're serving. Who is it that you're getting out of bed every single day to serve? Have you nailed down who your target market is? This is, we're gonna go a lot into this when we talk about um, you know, making sure that your brand consistent, but I want you to at least be able to identify this is the kind of person that I serve one person, one group of people, not everyone. Because when you serve everyone, you actually serve no one. Don't worry about who you're not getting. Instead, I want you to focus on who you are going to get, who you are relating to, who you are serving, who you are helping. Those are the people that you need to be focusing on, not the people who you're not getting. If you have a product that's meant for women, don't worry about the men you're not getting. There's someone else that out there that will serve those men. You just serve the person that you're here for right now really, really well. And down the road, you'll have the option to move in a different direction and serve a different group if that's what you want. I think you'll find that you will want to continue to serve the group that you know so well. If they are your heart, if they're in your heart, like mine is for mine, mine is women between the ages of 30 and 40 who have kids, I want to serve them forever. <laughs> they're my people. It was one of the hardest parts of my life, and I want to be able to use my story to affect people there. So who are you serving? 
Next, I want you to talk about your boundaries. What are you not going to be willing to do down the road? It is good to get this out of the way now before you start to see success because there are going to be a massive amount of doors that will open to you. As you become more and more successful, the doors don't close. (laughs) More doors open and you will have the opportunity to say yes to so many things that you will burn yourself out. So I want you to make boundaries in the beginning about the things that you're not going to do. For me, that looks like I'm not going to be sharing people's charity. Okay. A lot of people ask me to fundraise for them to share their, you know, friends, brothers, sisters, cousins, dogs, GoFundMe. And I made a boundary around what I was not willing to do. And that's one of the things I'm not willing to do is to share a charity that may be a great cause if I'm not already giving from my personal budget there. It's just a boundary that I set. It's easy for me to say no, because I set that boundary in the beginning. There are a lot of boundaries around my time, my family's time, my money, my energy. So I want you to really think about the things that you're not willing to sacrifice on, write those down, and then keep them near your desk so that you know what to say no to right off the bat without having to worry about it. Finally, I want you to work on a plan to scale your business. If you're an entrepreneur, that means that you have a plan to scale yourself out of the business, to retire yourself one day, and that business continues to run. If you're a freelancer, however, you are an integral part of your daily business and you don't want to be retired out of it. You love what you do. It's part of your purpose. It's cathartic for you. You enjoy being in the office every single day. There's no right or wrong answer here. But if you have a plan to scale yourself out of this business, you need to be thinking about that now and not when you get there. That way, you know what triggers are coming to show you, hey, it's almost time for you to give up the reins here. Um, that could be money related. It could be time related. It could be, um, you know, you want to be able to take summers and Christmas off. I don't really care, but I want you to think about what you want and create a plan to scale your business so that you don't have to worry about making a plan for that down the road when it's too late, when you need to hire an employee, but you haven't made a plan to do that. You didn't realize you were supposed to do that months ago in order to train them so that you could take this vacation this summer. So think about a plan to scale. Uh, When I first started my business, I knew I was going to give myself a few years to build this business really, really hard. And then I was going to have enough people behind me, leaders that I had trained up and people that I had hired to be able to take that part of my business off my plate so that I could focus on writing. And that's exactly what I did. And it feels so good to have made that plan in the beginning and work that plan to get here rather than thinking, oh, well, maybe today I want to retire, or maybe I don't, or I'd like to write a book someday, and then someday never comes, right? You get to choose what you want, but you have to make it happen. So create a plan to scale your business. All right, guys, that is philosophy number one, to think long-term about your business. There are a lot of fill-in-the-blanks in this chapter of Boss Up. If this is something that's interesting to you, if it's something that you have not done for your business, I really implore you to go and pick up the book, write out your answers, think about it, sit down with your spouse, have a conversation um, and let them give you their opinion on what you guys should be doing with your money and your time when you have all of the money and the time in the world to do anything that you want to do. I cannot wait to see that happen for you guys. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener of the Boss Up Podcast. If you feel so inclined, I would so appreciate a rating and review from you on any platform that you're listening to this podcast on. In addition, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me on pretty much any social media platform, and you can email me anytime at hello at lindsaytm.com. I'll see you guys out there.